welcome back, everybody. It's time once again to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beal Applied Innovation Center. With the man who knows everybody, John Gutierrez. Hey, John. Welcome, everybody, again to our community podcast show powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I'm your senior vice president here, and we're excited to have another great show with another superstar community hero. He's the chairman of the Hispanic 100. He's also part of our Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce advisory board. Uh, He's been involved with our chamber for many, many years, which we'll talk about. And again, like I said, he's a a Hispanic community leader and a leader just in general. And we want to welcome Mr. Mario Rodriguez. Welcome, Mario. Hey, thank you, John. Really appreciate this. <laughs> All right. Yes. So um, before we get into, there's a lot of good stuff we're going to talk about. One is, of course, the Hispanic 100 mentorship program, which helps a lot of just young leaders in the community. It's a great mentorship program that that has been around for many years. We're going to get into all that, the Hispanic 100. We always like to welcome our guests, and we want to learn more about you and uh, just the person you are, where you grew up, and really how you got to the, the world and the position that you are in today. Well, you know, John, I have a hard time talking about myself, so let's start <laughs> with that. <laughs> so, no, really, listen, um, actually, I grew up in San Clemente with my dad, just my dad, and I moved to San Clemente, lived in San Clemente, and I was San Clemente when I was about uh, five, and then um, my mom and dad were divorced, and so um, I wanted to be with my dad, so I went and lived with my dad. He was in the military, and after he retired, he was a bartender. So, you know, I wanted to be with my dad, so I lived with him there, and it was kind of interesting because five nights, he went to work at three in the afternoon to three in the morning. So Monday through Friday, I really didn't, I never saw my dad um, because he was working. So I really only saw my dad on weekends. So pretty much I had to grow up by myself, but you know what? It was okay because it made me who I am when you grow up like that. And there were so many different ways. I could have went, I could have went right or left very easily, very easily because there's, you know, when you don't have any guidance at home, you have to, you know, you can do whatever you want to do, especially at that young of age, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and you know, a lot of different influences in our lives. But what kept me straight and on straight and narrow was sports. I always liked sports. I was good in sports. I was probably better than you, Johnny. I know you were Johnny Rocket in, in school, but that's okay. <laughs> How did we know you were going to go there? For those of you that don't know, yes, they called me Johnny Rocket in high school because I was very fast. But that's something we you and I talked about. That's right. Sports, right? You yeah. played football. Yeah, I played football. I was a wrestler, played basketball. I really enjoyed wrestling. In fact, my freshman year in wrestling, I was actually wrestling varsity. And by the time varsity started, the league started, I actually had enough points to letter varsity. So I was like the talk of the school at that time. And, you know, oh, here's Mario. He's a big wrestler. And anyhow, I just love sports. I, I was, but I was, sports also teaches you, as both of us know, right, the discipline, the hard work. You got to show up, right? You got to be there on a certain time because if not, like in football, right, you're going to run up and down the field. You're going to bear crawl. You're going to, you know, there's punishment. So accountability was something that probably – sports brought to you right would you say accountability and you you know teamwork Mm -hmm. and you know you never do in my i feel you never do anything by yourself you always have to have a team around you and in in sports it's all about team it's all about the team you know when you you know you gotta have the person blocking for you you gotta have the person the quarterback can throw the ball to you you can all those different things you need as, as a team also 
the other thing is that it keeps you focused and in sports and if you, if you get in trouble in school you can't play sports sure. so that really kept me from you know getting any you know from staying out of trouble which is very easy to do at that young of age i went to boys club i started going to boys club you know i went get out of school yeah have dinner go down to boys club till yeah. nine o'clock at night i'd ride my little stingray bike home right you know right home you know shower go to bed and do it again the next day and the boys club is a great organization obviously now it's the boys and girls club but it's a great organization that even myself, a lot of my friends, it just kept you out of the streets, right? 100%, 100%. Mm-hmm. Kept, kept basketball, baseball. I did a lot of Yeah, the pool tables in there, the everything, gym, right? Everything. In fact, the, the really cool thing was I was the first member of that boys club to become on the board of directors for the boys club. This is in San Clemente? In San Clemente. Wow, yeah, that is cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And I was very instrumental in raising the money to build a world-class gymnasium for the boys club down there, boys and girls club now. Wow. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool. So, you know, John, when I was going to school and I was doing all, you know, like doing all that, I, I did well in school, but then I was all, I had this entrepreneurial spirit. Okay. You know, I, you know, I got, was in, I eventually started working for the postal service as a manager. Don't put me in a box. I'm not that type of person. Don't put me in a box. Don't yeah. put me at a desk. You know, I'm a guy that, you know, you give me the ball and we run with it. Exactly. So when I was at the postal service, I knew I wanted to leave. I, what I did is I started a business, which everybody told me, don't do it, Mario, you're making a big mistake. But you know what? I just felt it inside. And when I left the Postal Service and I started my business, I said, failure is not an option. You got to have that. You got to have that in your head. You yeah. got to have that. Yeah. Never, you know, failure it's is an not an entrepreneur mentality, right? 100%. percent you are going to have a lot of roadblocks. You're going to have a lot of failures, but you just got to, when they knock you down, you just got to dust yourself off and just do it again. And you're going to get a lot of no's and that's okay. The no's just lead you to the next yes. So what I did is I created a pretty cool thing. I took the stamps from the postal service and I got a license from the postal service and made them into lapel pins. Hmm. So I so I made them to lapel pins and then I sold them back to the post office. Wow. Yeah. So it was pretty. I created a whole market and it was really great. It was great. I mean, I was doing millions of pins a year with the postal service. I mean, millions. Something so simple, so creative, but hey, it produced right an income. A stability for you? Yeah, it was it was great. I mean, it was I was I was featured in Entrepreneur Magazine back then as one of the future leaders to look for future leaders to look at for, under forty years old. I was on KTLA, featured on t- KTLA. I was featured in many on the front page of the Orange County Register because once I did the pins for the post office, then I started doing pins for everybody else. Disney and the biggest thing I did, which was really was the most coveted contract in my bit in the you know the field I was working in in the whole country that everybody wanted, and that was a Dodger contract, and that was about 1.2 million pins a year that we produced for the Dodgers. Is it like the one you're wearing now? Yeah, just like this. This is the so you're wearing the flag for those of you that can't Mm -hmm. see but are listening to our show. This really cool, and I know for the chamber, we actually have these really cool pins ourselves too. I designed that logo. (laughs) I designed that logo. Yeah, well, and we're going to get into that. Yeah, we're going to yeah, yeah. get into how right. you're one of the, yeah. the creators, founders of our logo and our chamber. Yeah. yeah. But now you're in high school, right? You're yeah. in sports. You transition over to this entrepreneurship uh, business of yours. What happens next? Well, then, you know, once I started that business, as I said, then I, you know, I mean, it, it was hard because, I mean, it was like I was, you know, I had got married and then I was having a daughter on the way and I already had, I had a stepdaughter. Yeah. And, uh, so like, fatherhood, family. Yeah, right out of the box. Yeah. And so then now I got to provide. Absolutely. And started yeah. a business and it was like, 
you know, and so I had all my investments I'd made at that time and all the money I had saved just went right back into the business. Exactly. But you know what, it was really it was it was really well worth it because I had that business for about twenty three years and then I sold it about about twelve, thirteen years ago. I didn't want to sell it, but I had a guy that kept coming to me and offering me money, you know, for the business and I kept turning him down. And finally we sat down at the spectrum and he says, Okay, this is it. I'm gonna make you a final offer. If you don't take it, I'm done. So um, he made me an offer. <laughs> we he made hands. me an offer. I couldn't refuse. <laughs> like the Godfather, right? <laughs> <laughs> so so we shook hands, and it was an all-cash offer. So it was great. It was an all-cash deal. So it worked out great. So then at that time... Wait, wait, wait. That must have felt good, though. Come on. I mean, that's important we share that with our listeners. 23 years, right? This was your puppy. It's hard to, it's hard to sell something you work so hard to build. To some extent, it must have felt good, right, to know... Hey, I, I built this, right? You know what? It did, you know, you know, John, the thing about it is this, is I look back and even one of my dearest friends, he did a little article on me in his magazine, and he talked about that when he told you, Mario, I don't start your own business. Don't start this business. Stay where you're at. It's secure. And I look back at that, and absolutely, it's like, you know, that's part of what, that's the entrepreneur spirit. Entrepreneurial spirit. Yep. It's what you do in life. If yep. you want to go for something, you got to go for it. And yes, and when you succeed like that, it was very, very, it was like, wow. It's I, easy I to stay comfortable, right? Yeah. Everybody, and entrepreneurs, like you say, you got to think outside the box, right? You got to go out and get it, right? And that go-getter mentality, which is, Probably stepping into your next role in life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I started getting involved in, and during along along the way, I got involved in the political and politics. And uh, I was telling a dear, dear friend last night this story. And I remember when uh, President Bush won the election, they had a, they had an event over in uh, at the, in the Rose Garden at the White House, and I was invited to it. Okay, who's this little kid from San Clemente? Who that, invited you? How did you get invited? Um, President Bush invited me. When any time you go to the White House for an event, that is the president's home, and you, you you know, and so the only way you can go to an event at the White House if you're invited by the president or the first lady. Period. I what did, I what did, an honor, right? Oh, I mean, it's that's a big, a, well, it's a big honor, and that's so. Here I am, this little kid from San Clemente that never thought anybody would make any, never thought you know I'd make anything of myself, and uh, so I remember walking. In the, in the east and the south lawn and everybody's walking to the rose garden and i stopped and i put my hand on the white house and i look back where everybody's taking pictures all the tourists are taking pictures and i said man i wish my friends could see me now because they would never believe it and because i thought that was the one and only time I ever, ever i'd ever be at the white house little did i know that president bush you know made me the hispanic guy here in california for the white house for eight years i was appointed social security commission Wow! And, and um, what an and, honor! It was, I was in there with some heavyweights. I mean, Bob, not to mention your dad's a veteran. You know, yeah. what an honor to be connected now, right, with the president, the White House, the kid from San Clemente, right, and being connected to your father, who's a veteran. That yeah, that yeah. must have meant a lot to yeah. you. Yeah, and I was telling this story last night too. Yeah, it was because um, in the military, the, the commander in chief, who's the president of the United States, is the boss for the military. Exactly. He's the only one that can send you to war. And remember my dad telling me that story. And so in 2002, I introduced the president um, for a presidential town hall in Ontario. And my dad was in a convalescent home, so I couldn't take him. Oh, but wow. When, but I remember when they did hail to the chief, that was like the Star Spangled Banner in our in, in, at home. Yes. And when I was getting ready to, the night before, do the walkthrough, and I did, we're going to walk through about how I'm going to introduce him, they said, okay, Mario, when you finish with, ladies and gentlemen, it's my honor, it's my great honor to introduce the President of the United States, then we'll play Hail to the Chief. 
and the chills I got. It yeah. just it was just unbelievable because I go, Oh my God, that's you know So the next day they gave me the tape and I took it to my dad's I took the convalescent with my dad. Oh and I, what a great story. And I showed it and I put it in to, I showed it I put it in so he could watch it. And that next day when I went to uh, the convalescent home, he was like a rock star. You talk about rock. He was a rock star. So proud. And I was well, well not so only proud. proud, but everybody was coming in. Oh, my yeah. God, your son. Yeah. And you know what? When you can do that for your parents, yeah. I mean, what bigger thrill can you yeah. have? So uh, I put that in, and my dad sees. He couldn't talk. He just couldn't moan at that time. And so when he saw me being introduced, his eyes got real big. And then when I said, Mr. Franklin, at the end, when I, you know, we brought the president out, it's my honor to introduce the president of the United States. And they played, played hail to the chief. Tears come down from his eyes. Oh, and you man. know what, John? That was the, that was like, you know what? I just made my dad the happy and proudest man in the world. Especially at that stage in his life. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, we own a hospice company and we're in that yeah, industry. Yeah. I always like to share with people that one of the hardest things in what I do in healthcare and hospice is when a veteran is at the end of his life, we actually bring in other veterans to volunteer to be at the bedside with them because only a veteran understands what a veteran is going through mm-hmm. because you're dying and you're thinking about where do I go next? What's mm-hmm. going to happen to me? You know, I've been in war if they've killed somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And only veterans can kind of speak to veterans. So I totally can understand what you're talking about. But to go back to the chills that you talked about at the event with the president, I got to tell you, when I was at your gala the first time and, you know, they come out with the flag and I feel like that's the same chills you like people to have at your big event. Mm-hmm. Am I right on that? 100%. It, it, it's, 100%. It's, you know, we're all standing there, right? We're honoring the flag. The soldiers come in and and there's a feeling in the room of this these chills, right? Mm-hmm. And I have nephews that are veterans and they've been in the military and one of my biggest mentors, World War II veteran. So being in that room that pre- it's it's like you said the chills right yeah yeah, yeah. and you know we, we try and do that we you know like you said we do the pledge you know mm-hmm. we do star spangled banner with the mariachis yeah and we have the color guard and we we bring in we we get we make a donation to the it's a military color guard you know the veterans they're veterans they're all veterans exactly and we make a donation to them and so they could come and do that for us and that again is September 30th, your big gala mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that everybody for the Hispanic 100 Foundation, which of course we have Mario Rodriguez here with us today, the, the chair of course of the Hispanic 100. He's also part of our advisory board for the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Um, and we're going to go a little bit into how you got involved with our chamber many years ago. I don't want to give the age away because we don't like to do that. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> so you're working with the president. And from my understanding, you also worked with another president, right? Yeah, I did. Later on, yeah, yeah, I did. and you stayed involved in that, but at the same time, you were still doing these kind of things in the community. Oh, whatever. You, you never forget about where you've come from, John. You never forget, mm-hmm. and you always give back. I remember when I started my business, we were working, I was working really hard, and I was talking to a friend of mine out front, out front of my office one day when he was leaving, and I said, man, wouldn't it be nice if some of these Hispanic leaders would help us young guys, mm-hmm. you know, with our businesses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, listen, one day we're going to be there and we need to do it. They're not doing it, but let's do it. And so, no, you never you never get where you come from. You always help. I mean, you know, honestly, in my life, John, I, this is, you know, I'm sincere about this. The good Lord put me on earth to help people. I've been doing it all my life and I will continue to do it. And maybe little things, maybe bigger things. 
but you just you have to do that yeah. where do you think that came from ruben ruben mentioned ruben. to me that you know obviously you got involved with our chamber i mean he says it, our chamber's been around 37 years and ruben says to me our president of course ruben to me well he's been involved with our chamber before that where do you think it resonated for you the whole getting involved putting bringing leaders together putting together like you know, like what started with our chamber mm -hmm. of course now with the hispanic 100 mm. what do you think that came from well you know what came from this is that you know what i'm struggling out there trying to run, do my business i mean i was knocking on doors making phone calls and you know so nobody, you went through it you knew what I it was like it. i was there i remember yeah. i remember the first day in business went to orange county swap meet <laughs> and i sold uh like 33 lapel pins mm -hmm. made like a hundred dollars. I make hundred dollars. We sold like a hundred dollars worth of product. Yes. You know, so I mean, it, I, I know the struggles. I know what the it's being like. that small business, being that small business, you know, yes. having to, you know, I ended up having about 38 employees at one time mm -hmm. had two retail stores and it was a lot. It was a lot on everything, you know, trying to do all that. Um, but I just realized early on when we, I started my business, it's like how in a group of us, maybe about six of us, got together at a Mexican restaurant downtown Santa Ana on Ford Street, and we said, how do we start something, an organization, a chamber that can help Hispanic businesses? And that was the brainchild of how we got started. And I came up with the first logo, my artist designed the first logo, and we designed that. And then about two or three years later, then it came to become the logo that it is now. Yes, yes. Yeah. But that's how and, it all got started. And let's just say, thank you, man, because what it is today, right, our chamber, obviously, now we have a podcast show. We do our own, you know, gala. We also do our own golf tournament. But you also started eventually the Hispanic 100, right? How did that start? Where did that come about? That came about maybe about 18 years ago when a group of us went to um, about six of us sat down together at an at a office, one of my, my uh, CPA's firm. And we sat down and we said, we need to start an organization at that time really focused on business issues because we were all business guys and we you know we just wanted to see like you know, advocacy kind of stuff advocacy exactly more advocacy and supporting candidates that were pro-business okay that was really the focus and so we did that for about eight years and then i started you know i, I was mentor i'm mentor, i've mentored it i was talking to this one young man who a little boxer and he had some problems and i was on the athletic commission <laughs> that uh, governor schwarzenegger appointed me to so we regulate i regulate boxing ultimate fighting for the state so one of our little boxers um, had got hepatitis C. So somebody called me, a friend of mine called me and said, hey, little Ronnie's you know, got hepatitis C, so his boxing career is over. So I said, tell him I'm gonna have dinner with him. Cause I wanted, you know, I knew the kid. I saw him when I knew him when he was 12 years old, he's 19, yeah. his whole career is over. And so I took him to dinner and at dinner, he was so inquisitive. Mario, what's it like in front of people on an odd when you're having to speak? What's it like in the business meetings? What's, I'm going, here's this little kid that just had his career taken from him. But he's so inquisitive. So he said, I go, what are you gonna do, Ronnie? He goes, well, my mom has a janitorial company and she cleans offices. Okay, and that's what I'll do. I'll teach you how to run a business. I'll teach you how to grow a business. And um, I got a lot of friends that own businesses and we'll get you business. So that's really, so I said, you know what? That just like came inside. I said, you know what? These young kids need mentorship. So I decided I'm gonna start the, I went to the board and said, I wanna start a mentorship program. And it was really started just one-on-one -on -one. And it's really become an evolution, which is so cool. I mean, things change all the time. Being being a business guy like I am, you know, I just don't, don't, we don't, we don't, we can think outside the box all the time. So what started just to be one-on-one -on -one mentoring, we, then we started scholarship, then we started putting workshops together. So we have seven workshops, as you know, a month, seven workshops a year, once a month. And we're teaching these kids about real life. And the ages are 18 to 25. And I felt because 
there's a lot of kids that when they get 18, they get they go to college, they're kind of forgotten about. Oh, they're in college, they're fine. No, they still need support. They still need help. And um, so we started. So now what we're doing is we're teaching them. You know, like last last month we te- last week was team building. Year before, month before that, we're teaching them things they're not going to learn in school. Yes, but they're gonna, they're a lot of good life lot. skills, right? One hundred percent. Along with business skills, like the networking aspect of it. But I know you have a whole team. Back to I know you said you love that team concept, like in sports. And I know you got a great team, right? You got Julio, who's a part of you, right? We want to we want to give a shout out to Julio Godillo. Oh, you better. We we have to give him a <laughs> shout out, right? Which of course, and then also you have Michelle, right? Oh. Who is I mean me the something. glue behind I'll, everything, I'll tell you, right? Okay, one shout out to Michelle, right? One thousand percent. I mean, she does I so can, much. I can do everything. I'm a 30,000 foot guy yeah. but you know what it would never be what it is without Michelle and you got She's Fortino the, right who's also involved Fortino, Fortino. and you got a whole team of people right the whole board and um, how did the whole Emilio Rivera happen I know Emilio Rivera is a big celebrity um, actor from the Mayans right Mayans, uh, Sons of Anarchy yeah. and the Sons of Anarchy right been in many many shows yeah how did that come about because now it's considered of course the Emilio Rivera um of course, uh, golf tournament fundraiser, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty cool how that came about. I was I was there the first year, and it was just, I mean, you had a lot of celebrities there. It was really cool. Yeah. Share with us a little bit about that. Well, it started real simple. Well, Emilio was a dear friend. He's mm-hmm. a dear friend. Of, he comes to the gala all the time. He's the guy. What we do, like on the gala, you know, we honor you know our Latinos done something significant in their career, but is given back. And Emilio's been very supportive. He's gotten us a lot of celebrities to you know to honor, and he's just become a dear friend. So a friend of mine owns a Woodland Hills country club and he says hey mario he goes you know they want to do an event at my course he goes you know the price is right and i and i really didn't want to do a golf tournament because i didn't think you could make enough money in them you know twenty thirty thousand dollars to do an event with all the work i'm not interested you know yeah. we got to it, it is a lot of work it is a lot of do it big it's yeah. a lot of organizing yeah it was a lot of work yes and so i said he go okay what's what's the price he goes free <laughs> That's a no-brainer. So I called Michelle, I called Julio, and I said, for Tino, and I said, "Hey, this is an off. What do you guys think? Let's do it." Which worked out good because a lot of these celebrities and actors and people that come to the event, they're kind of on that side of town, right? From what you shared with me in the mm-hmm. past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it worked out great because we've always been all events been focused in Orange County, and this gave us a chance to, you know, branch into L.A. And as you know, the first event was absolutely, you know, and it's a great event. Yeah. It's coming yeah. up May 8th, and we're almost sold out. And, uh, you know, we had, you know, Oscar De La Hoya, George Lopez, Byron Scott, yeah. um, you know, tons of celebrities. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a fun time, as you know. We want to make it fun. You know us Latinos. When we do something, <laughs> we want to do, do it where there's a lot of There's fun. always a lot of fun drinks. There's yeah. always a mariachi. You have a mariachi Mar- there at the first hole, which is really cool. Which is really cool because right. they're they're a high school mariachi. Yeah, band. they're young. Right? Yeah, they're they're high school mariachi. Band. And I've so seen they- their faces when like the celebrities are arriving. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. really cool to see. You have a lot of businesses that are also involved that day, like food businesses, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I know you had George Lopez Conchas, right? The mm-hmm. business they were there. Yeah. So it's really cool to see the the the, the combination of a lot. So for those of people listening. If you want to get involved in this amazing golf tournament, which is May 8th, of course, it's a golf charity tournament fundraiser in at the Woodland Hills Country Club. There's ways, right, Mario? They can sponsor. They can get a foursome. They can get a T-sign. If they don't know what the T-sign is, it's, it's basically the logo of your business, right? So it's a great marketing opportunity for your business, which, again, going back to what you said, helping small businesses mm-hmm. right, grow in front of a lot of these celebrities, which right. is really cool. 
Exactly, exactly. Yeah, tea signs. A lot of our friends, a lot of people I know, they say, hey, Mario, I can't go. I don't golf. I can't make it. So I ask them to buy a tea sign. And, you know, they do that, you know, to, to help out. Because what we've been able to do with, with this golf tournament is we've been able to increase you know, sponsorships to our kids. Now we can really start helping our kids even more and grow the organization. Not only are we doing this sponsorships, I'm not scholarships for these kids, but we also now help them, you know, events, you know, communities. Now we can give start giving more money to, you know, businesses in the community. Like, you know, we did something a couple of weeks ago to help a veterans group. We gave them some money for that. And we, we're looking for nonprofits. We've helped the Susie Coleman Foundation. We've helped nu- numerous organizations along the way too because there again, it's, it's about giving back. Yeah, I think it's important <clears throat> for people to understand that this golf tournament, it's a fundraiser that produces funds that you will see actually the day of the gala, right? Which is again September 30th. You're going to see the, I see, you know, the mentees go up there, right? And they get their scholarships, right? And you get to honor them. And, and it's really cool because, you know, they've never maybe been on a stage like that, right? right? And so that's, it's really cool to see the combination of both the golf tournament and then the gala, how it's all coming together. Yeah, you know, John, it's like, so, you know, what we do is like say, we, it's, it's, it's our, um, we give out to li- our Lifetime Achievement Award that night and we've given it out to Vicky Carr, Oscar De La Hoya, Edward James Olmos, um, Isai Morales, Emilio, yeah. uh, Alberto Gonzalez, the first, you know, um, attorney, Hispanic Attorney General of every United States and a legal counsel to a president. Uh, Jovita Carranza, former U.S. Um, the U.S. ambassador, I mean, um, treasurer and for an SBA administrator, and but that's part of the night. But as you know, the other part is all about our kids. Yes. And we get some of our kids. They get up there and they speak, and you know, they just you just warm you just warm your heart. And then we bring them all up on the stage, and there's 500 people, Balboa Bay Club, black tie dinner. And they're blown away because they've never had anything like that happen to them before. We get them tuxedos, we get them gowns, we get the girls looking beautiful, and they're just, you know, the pride they have. Of course, of course. Like you said, they've never been part of something like this, right? And I've, I've been to all of them in the last couple of years, and my wife's attended with me and a lot of our members of our chamber. And it's also a great networking event, you oh, know, yeah. for businesses. So yeah. for anybody wanting to get involved with that event, they can be sponsors, they can get a table, they can support a good cause. Paul's giving me the stinky eye because we got to wrap it up. 30 minutes goes 30 by so minutes. fast. <laughs> But but I just want to make sure that everybody knows you can reach the Hispanic 100 through, of course, the website, right? Mm-hmm. The Hispanic 100, you can Google it. And I think it's hispanic100.org, right? Uh-huh. And then you also have an Instagram, right? Hispanic mm-hmm. 100 Foundation. You can, and of course, there's a Facebook, right? right? And they could always find you on Facebook. I know you do have a Facebook, Mario Rodriguez, right? <laughs> uh, he might be maxed out. You know, he's kind of celebrity <laughs> status. <laughs> But, you know, I want to thank you, Mario, for coming on our show because um, I know you've done a lot for our chamber. I know you and Ruben are good friends. Um, And I want to thank you what you're doing in the community for all these young community leaders and, of course, businesses in general, because that's what we're about here at the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. No, listen, I'm more, you know, you know, John, John, I'm more than happy to help. You know, any time that I can be of help to anybody, you know, I'm there and I really love to see what's going on with the chamber. I mean, yeah. you know, from where it was from just division of five or six guys sitting together, how do we start a, how do we help Hispanic businesses to see where it's at now? To see the SBDC, which you guys have is incredible. Yes. You know, how young how businesses 
they don't know what to, or you start a business you don't know what to do you go there and they take they help you com tremendously for free yes so i mean i tell a lot of people about that and i love the collaboration between hispanic 100 and the chamber i mean you and, guys are dear to my heart and thank you for uh, you sponsored our toy drive that's something that's dear to our hearts in our community with our chamber and we appreciate the hispanic 100 supporting that and everything else so with further and more folks I, I i know that we have to move on because paul keeps giving me the eye it's a 30 minute show um and you know hopefully we can bring you back in the future for other events or before the gala uh but wish you all the best again folks may 8th golf tournament wilden hills country club it's the emilio rivera golf tournament fundraiser it's really a bunch of cool celebrities so if you want to get involved Reach out to the Hispanic 100 Foundation, uh, Mari Rodriguez, of course, Michelle, who puts the whole event together. And you can get a T-sign, or you could be a sponsor, or you can get a foursome. Mario, thank you so much for being here, sir. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it, John. Okay. All right, Paul, take it away. Well, there you have it. Another great reason to tune in each and every time to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's BL Applied Innovation Center.